<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGowan, and today I'm sharing the best pieces of career advice I'd give to someone as we head into 2023. Believe it or not, the next year is almost upon us, and 2022 is leaving us in a very different market from just a year ago. I've got four key pieces of advice to share to help you confidently navigate what's next. And now, this is the Career Contessa podcast. All right, so I'm back in the interviewer's seat. It's me, Aaliyah, everyone, in case you didn't know. And today we're talking a lot about career advice, just straightforward advice, what's changed since the beginning of 2022, which is funny, preparing for this episode, I was like, oh, well, last year was 2020. Like, I have no concept. <laughs> I know. It feels like, <laughs> I was like, well, last year was different. It was the height of the pandemic, but it's like, oh no, it's been two years of this. So yeah, a lot has changed in terms of what to prepare yourself for. And I'll be interviewing today about all of your best tips. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I wish I was like a crystal ball and I could tell everyone these are the best tips. And if you don't listen to this advice, then like you're really going to regret it. But ultimately, (laughs) best career advice is kind of that hindsight 2020. And I think what's interesting is 2021 and really 2022, like the advice we would have given this time last year was based on the fact that obviously during COVID, we had a lot of layoffs. And then there was like this course correction of like, first of all, the market was amazing, right? The economy was amazing. And also this course correction of like, after laying so many people off, now these companies were like crazy hiring, 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 hiring. And like, not only did companies over hire, but I think people, employees got maybe I don't want to say complacent, but also like they got a little crazy with what they were thinking career wise. And I totally understand it because if, if there's a really amazing opportunity out there and you think everyone's taking advantage of it, then you're like, Oh, I should take advantage of this too. And I, we always talk about this on this podcast, but like the pendulum swinging, you know? Mm -hmm. So like we went from one extreme to the other extreme And ultimately what we're seeing right now is another course correction. The problem is is that this one is a little bit negative and it's not working. It's certainly not working in employees favor. And so, you know, companies that maybe were the hot new thing and their stock prices were crazy high, they're now having to focus on profits, which I know that sounds like a, like a duh moment, but 
they weren't thinking about that. And so they hired, hired. So now we're seeing a lot of layoffs. So we're seeing companies kind of pulling the reins. We're seeing them say, wait, like if not layoffs and hiring freezes and it's just a very, very different job market, but not just a job market, but a very different career market than it was a year ago. I don't know. What what are you seeing out there? What's How do you feel about the landscape? Honestly, I feel like maybe this is just projecting from my own personal experience of just like, you know, recouping from the pandemic and everything too, where I feel like if there was one word to describe 2022 in this past year, it's just been like overcoming or like getting through it almost something along those lines. So it's funny to see that shift now for this upcoming new year to be, okay, we're out. Now it's time to make really hard decisions or just any decisions that are like definitive, like laying off people, things like that, that are like, it's not so much about coasting necessarily. And it's more just business decisions being made. Yeah. You know, in the beginning of COVID, there were a lot of layoffs, but I think people had this like, okay, I understand this is Mm -hmm. happening because like the world is shutting down. We don't know what's happening. And now I would say these layoffs are almost seeming a little more scary to people. Or even if you haven't been laid off, like what's happening in the career landscape is, I think, scaring people a little bit more because there isn't like this one unique problem that once we solve it, things can go back to normal. And I do think people understand that what was abnormal was what was happening in the last few years with crazy hiring and companies that had evaluations that they had no business having, right? And so the economy is shifting and companies are unfortunately doing what they should have been doing before. They shouldn't have been hiring as many roles. And people who maybe stayed in their jobs and and are still at those companies, hopefully those companies that you were at before, like had stable financials, had stable management. So I think that the best career advice, I mean, I'm going to talk about four pieces, but the difference between this time last year and now is we were really focused on like, how do we make hybrid work work? And how can you make sure that when you get that new job offer, like you're able to negotiate these other things. And now we're just seeing like a very, and I'm not saying like, employees have no rights. Like I saw this, there's this Reddit chain about toxic workplaces and someone's comment was like, you know, remember when employees had power for three seconds, like a whole three Mm -hmm. seconds. I don't think that's going away, but I think that there is a reality that is sinking in, which is that companies have to make money over the long term. And that's how they're able to hire people and they have to have products and services and reasons for people to be there. And if they don't like, look, I don't like what's happening with all the Twitter stuff, but I do think there is there is a part in this that people are going to say, that's weird. Like half the workforce left Twitter and Twitter's still running. Like that is going to make other companies think about, well, do we really need this many employees and how is that working? And and part of that I think is like kind of its own tech bubble, right? Like I think tech yeah. specifically was over hiring and going crazy, but I think it makes everyone ask these important questions. And I, I think that's valuable for sure. Yeah. Well, let's, I guess, get into it. Up next, Lauren's going to share her best career advice as you prepare for 2023. So your first career tip for 2023 is to add value to an organization. So can you expand on that a bit more? Yeah, I think. And by the way, most of this career advice is going to be toward people who are on the employee side. You're not necessarily the CEO or the employer that are making these decisions. So my first piece of career advice is 
find meaningful ways to add value to an organization, that could include reskilling. It could include making sure that you are crystal clear on what things add to the bottom line and make sure you are working on those things. This is actually interesting because this was advice I was giving people at the beginning of COVID was reskill or pick up things that are valuable. But at the end of the day, go to your manager and ask them point blank, what are the top two or three things that are most important for you and make sure that you are adding value somewhere around those items. And when I say add meaningful value to the organization, I don't mean, you know, just coming up with more ideas. I mean, thinking about what they've already stated is important and making sure that you are included in those things. Yeah. I think that's really like the part of actually getting to know what the values are are so important because there's so many things that you can speculate that would, or not even speculate that, you know, if you invest in learning this skill X and it'll be really helpful in your current job. But if it's misaligned with like the overall organization's value, it may not be the best way to spend your time. So I think, yeah, that first initial, just like get clear on what exactly is of value to your organization for this next upcoming year time period is so important too. Yeah, absolutely. We all know how it feels to think you're stuck at your current job, right? There are so many question marks that prevent you from taking that leap. Where do I start? Can I even do it? And also, is it too late for me? But making a career change can be totally worth the risk. That's why I want to tell you about Sabio, a female-owned and operated coding bootcamp and developer community. At Sabio, you'll graduate ready to start a real high-paying job in tech And it's just 17 weeks of remote learning. No need to feel intimidated by starting a job search in a new field. Sabio gives you the real life experience and confidence that you need to succeed in tech. Finding a job is part of the program. And there are so many types of tech jobs that you can go into, like UX designer, marketing specialist, even social media tech jobs. Sabio has alumni working at notable companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and more. In fact, they've been voted the best coding bootcamp by Course Report for five years in a row. Plus, Sabio is extremely affordable. They offer a women in tech scholarship with $5,500 off the total cost of tuition. You've heard me talking about Sabio a lot recently, so what are you waiting for? Now is the time. Visit our special URL, sabio.la contessa, to learn how you can qualify for a $5,500 women in tech scholarship. That's sabio.la slash Contessa. Don't wait. Go to sabio.la slash Contessa today to learn more. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandy Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parent in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. All right. So your second tip, don't be complacent in your career. Yeah. So I think that you need to be prepared for job uncertainty no matter what. And what I would like to see people really focus on is to develop what I'm calling career management skills. So that could be networking. Or when I talk about job uncertainty, 
I talked about this on the layoff episode, but I said one of the best ways to protect yourself from maybe not a layoff exactly, but from kind of like the anxiety that comes after these unknown is to always be job searching. That means keep your resume updated or update your resume right now. Keep your LinkedIn updated. Keep your networking updated. I think, and it's interesting because I think people have become a little complacent and maybe that's because more of us are working remote or whatever, but we're sort of like feeling like we we, we can kind of unsubscribe from some of these things. You can to a certain extent, but but that doesn't, <laughs> that's not going to protect you against job uncertainty and that anxiety that comes. So I think career management skills. I would love to have that take off as like a new term in 2023 Mm -hmm. is what are those career management skills? You know, I'm, I'll be the first to admit that I've kind of enjoyed being a little disconnected from things, but even I am starting to have this moment where I'm like, okay, I need to get like a little bit less in my own world and more back into, you know, restart some conversations with people. One of the things I love to do in the new year, and you guys can absolutely steal this idea is I like to send an email update to my network. And I use the new year's as like kind of a, an ex- like an easy low hanging fruit way to kind of get back in their inboxes to just say, happy new year. Here's kind of what I've been up to lately. Here's what I'm looking forward to in the new year. You know, feel free to update me with what's going on in your career. And they don't have to respond to you, which is why it's kind of a low stakes email, but it's a way to kind of like pick back up networking and getting back out there as career management could be, like I said, resume, LinkedIn, networking, job searching, which means maybe taking those phone calls with the recruiter at the company that you never thought you would want to work at, or you have no idea what they do, but maybe it's just keeping those interview skills sharp, that kind of stuff. And so that's something that I would say is like one of my best pieces of career advice for 2023 is just don't become complacent in your career. It doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, quote unquote productive 24 seven, but maybe put one goal or one thing you want to get done a month, you know, mm-hmm. or that you want to invest your time in a month. Yeah. And I feel like also it's just a nice little like pick me up within your career just to write a one goal that you want to achieve for yourself. And it's a way to like reestablish control too, where it's like, oh, yeah. well, what can, what do I have control in my career right now? Because there's so much that truly is not in your control sometimes, especially if you're job searching. So it's a good like career management. I really like that too. All right. So your next tip is pick the glue company versus the glitter company. And we've talked a lot about glitter and glue, but what does it mean in the context of the company? <laughs> yeah. I know this is going to be like my bumper sticker. Okay. So if you've never heard me talk about this, I'll give you a quick idea. So I use this phrase glitter versus glue and glitter are maybe all the things that look and sound great. They're like the highlight reel, but ultimately at the end of the day, they're not the things that hold a career together. And glue is obviously the less glamorous things, but they're the things that hold, you know, a career together or like literally this metaphor works for so many things. And so I saw this a lot where people were, and and it happened because a lot of these quote unquote glitter companies were hiring like crazy. And I know how convincing it is a glitter company coming after you and being like, we are this hot new thing. We have, you know, whatever type of investment we have these cool perks. Oh, and by the way, we're going to give you this huge salary, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you're picking a company that maybe is less stable, right? Maybe like I, I had this friend, she got this really cool job opportunity at this. It's a, it was totally a glitter company. And the salary was like huge. It was like $250,000. And I was like, whoa, my God. And that was like three times what she was making before. And she was like, the obvious answer is to take this, right? And at first I was like, this sounds amazing. My only follow-up questions are, and it was all about like kind of stability because 
if you get that cool company, the cool perks and the cool salary, and you only get them for six months before that company is going to run out of money or before name like fill in the blank of that sentence, then you're not really getting those things. And so I would really urge people to pick the company that is stable, both with management, financials, maybe the products or offers that they have, and don't chase the hot new thing. I would also encourage everyone to really trust their instincts. So if you're saying to yourself, does this seem too good to be true? Then it might be too good to be true. And so, and you know what? I think there's a bad rumor out there or feeling that like glue companies are boring. People like stay there for 30 years because they have to, they can't get out. That I don't know where that came from. I actually think there's a lot to be said about companies that are super stable and don't expect you to like live in the office, right? right. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. I think I think there's been too much of this like running to the hot new thing. And then people are like, oh, I actually, maybe I, I would have been better off staying where I was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like just being really discerning within that job interview too. And I know we have like a yes. few articles or maybe even a podcast episode on how to determine the feel of a company within the job interview environment. I feel like that's so important because yeah, like the glittery stuff is so attractive in the moment, especially when you're in a job search and you're a little more desperate for like, if you are looking for a job and you need something and then someone is like, here's a $250,000 salary. It's like, how it's, that's really difficult to turn down. So, but I agree in the long run, it's going to pay off huge. All right. So your last tip, fourth and final, have a connection to management. And if you're job searching, prioritize the manager's search in that. Yeah, absolutely. So the kind of person that you report to and the relationship that you're going to be able to build with them is way more important to your mental health, your career growth, the goals that you have than landing at a company with, you know, that big name, that well-known, you know, that glittery reputation. The other thing I've noticed is like, the right manager or a good manager can really propel you forward into places you never knew were possible, right? A popular company has the power to do the same, but without the manager connection, you're probably going to find it difficult to remain at that company and maybe you remain in the same level and you don't see the growth opportunities because while the company is really cool, the manager is awful or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I this is something that goes along with career management that I think are going to be way more of a focus for people in 2023 is who do I spend my time with? Maybe it's not even just the manager. It's the team that you work with. Also, we're coming out of this time of like, you know, toxic workplaces and toxic bosses. And we're also coming out of a place where bosses have just been like annihilated for everything. And companies, I hope are going to start investing in supporting those middle managers and the top line managers with more training and tools and and also maybe not expecting them to manage and actually do the work, but just become managers. And so I think there's actually a really big piece here where I really hope, and if you're thinking about some of like, what can you do in 2023 to really improve your career is create a connection to your management. And if you don't have a connection to your manager, and this is absolutely not someone that's going to help propel your career forward, then in your job search, make that a priority. Mm-hmm. How would you like, do you have any advice for the employee that's already at their job and they're like, wow, I really admire this you know, manager. How does someone start that connection if they don't have that like direct line of communication? 
Yeah, I think so. Again, January is like a good time to be setting career goals. I think working with them. So like sit down with your manager and say, I really want to set some career goals. I want to make sure that my goals are aligned with what's important to you. And you can use that as an introduction to starting to build a relationship with a manager where you guys are aligned on the goals. You can start to be proactive about your check-ins with your manager. You can start to learn how to do things like ask for feedback in ways where you'll actually get the feedback. Can you check in with them to let them know where you are with your goals. Ultimately, it's like building a mentor relationship, but I think it's it goes beyond that because this is your manager. And so it's like, how can you also make sure that you are doing something that it's going to matter to them too, right? Mm-hmm. So like managers have to worry about the performance of the team. So if you are doing something that helps you perform better on your team, it's going to help them as well. So that's something I would say is like you you could start with that. And if you're interviewing for a company and you're trying to learn more about their management style, like we have tons of articles about this, but like specifically ask them about their management style. And again, like create a list of questions that are just focused on leadership. I think that's going to be important. I think there is, especially if you're job searching, you really have this fresh start with that. The other thing I really love when people are job searching is to have informational interviews before you get really, you know, interested in a specific company or role, because informational interviews take the pressure off of an actual interview and you could talk to employees and ask them, what's your boss like? I find it so refreshing when I hear someone say, I absolutely love my boss. I have the best Mm -hmm. boss. They're really supportive. So they do exist. They don't get talked about as much because they're not like this great meme on Instagram as much as the bad boss stuff is. It's interesting because I feel like there is a wave of like just criticism about the workplace and bosses. And part of that is it's really popular. It's really funny when you read something on Instagram, but is it funny? Is it funny to know that that bad boss was treating that person that way? I think we would be so much better off if we started to share examples of like what really good leadership and what really good bosses were doing and what it looked like versus all this stuff about bad bosses. Look, I know I'm not going to (laughs) change society and culture and like what's really funny on Twitter and Instagram, but I would encourage you to also try to find places that do share more of that kind of stuff so that you start to understand what are these examples or maybe what are some questions I could ask. You know, the other thing you could do, going back to your first question, if Mm -hmm. you want to have a better relationship with your manager is start to understand also what works for them. We have this really good downloadable resource that we did with Liz and Molly about a communication guide for working with me. Figure out how your boss likes to communicate and how they prefer to be communicated with. That's one of the first things you can do to build a better relationship with you and your boss. So it's interesting because on this show, when we ask a lot of tough questions, a lot of things come down to just like a few very big themes. And one of the themes is communication Mm -hmm. and like the disconnect and communication can be the difference between having a good relationship with your boss, feeling comfortable to tell your boss what you're working on, what you're not working on when you're coming up against challenges versus the person who doesn't, who them and their boss have friction. And next thing you know, they're searching for a new job because they hate their boss. And the reality is you take yourself wherever you go. So if you don't learn how to become a better communicator or do some of these things now, quote unquote, career management, maybe the reskilling tool that you need to do is become a better listener Mm -hmm. or learn how to give feedback or ask for feedback better. If you don't learn how to do those things, it doesn't matter what job you move to. You're going to take yourself wherever you go. And that lack of skill set that could help you, it's going to remain. Yeah. Yeah. It's all interconnected. I mean, all of these tips, like 
in in having that conversation with your manager, establishing a connection, you'll find meaningful ways to add value to an organization. You're not being complacent in your career by having that conversation. And you can determine whether it's a glue or glitter company. So I feel like it all just kind of is summarized by this last one. And yeah, I agree. It's super important. And it's, it's again, it's like not revolutionary for 2023, no. you know, but it's like so good to refocus on for this upcoming year. Cause I don't know why it's just like a mental reset in career world. Well, I think what's happening is like 2023 isn't going to be this like, oh, jobs are just falling from the sky and you can have whatever and you don't have to work hard. Like I know this isn't the news people want to hear, but Times are getting a little tougher. People are going to expect a little more and employers are going to maybe have a bigger ask when they're job for the job interview or for the job offer, whatever it is. And so part of, I think what's happened is that the, the landscape has changed. The economy has changed. Therefore, what you're doing at your job is going to matter. I do not like the term quiet quitting. I made that very clear. And I understand why people are drawing boundaries with their jobs. This isn't saying that you can't have boundaries with your job again. Like we don't need to go back to the mistakes we were making prior where hustle culture, married to your work, you know, Mm -hmm. the career identity. I mean, I think and I, I find it interesting because these are all very valid concepts and we seem to always go to one extreme or the other. And what we're looking for and what I hope this is probably like the best piece of career advice in 2023 is try to find some sort of balance where like you add and you contribute while you're at work. You're adding that value. You are doing the meaningful things when you're there, but you're not spending time on the things that don't matter. And Mm -hmm. I've promoted this book before. I'm going to do it again, but Essentialism, awesome book. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend you read it. Atomic Habits, two amazing books that read those, take these tips and like build this career management into your daily, weekly, monthly routine and habits. And I think it's going to make a huge difference. It will help you not become one extreme or the other, which extremes are great because they are great on Twitter and Instagram. Just remember (laughs) that. Like they're the highlight reels that, you know, make us look and stare and laugh and share with other people. You know, the middle stuff is not as fun and interesting, but guess what? It's like over the long term, it's like, it's like, (laughs) okay, the same approach you would take to your investments, which is like take a Mm long-term strategy and approach do that same boring approach to your career, you're going to be much better off. Yeah. It's not about grinding how it was, you know, years ago. It's about like effort, a lot of effort into a few select things that matter to you. So it's like a a shift sort of towards the whole grind, but in a totally healthy way. And in total, like a little bit harder. You you have to. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. The job isn't actually going to fall from the skies. You might have to try a little harder. I'm sorry. I, you can hate me for giving that advice, but that that's where we're at. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to the Career Contessa podcast. Please consider rating and reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show grow and get discovered by new listeners. Lastly, our very best piece of career advice for this year is to make sure you subscribe to our show. Weekly career development has never been easier. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.